Hi, this is Bria Barthel for Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Frequent listeners will know that I love books and I love libraries with my monthly interviews with three librarians from Troy Public Library. And today, I am delighted to introduce a new guest to the show. Andrea Nikolai is the uh, somewhat new one year in the position, Executive Director of Albany Public Library. Andrea, welcome to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. I'm delighted to be with Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thank you, Bria. And you've just uh, completed your one year. You had your anniversary back in August. What is something that strikes you from your, your tenure so far at the library? I would have to say, above all, the quality of the staff here at Albany Public Library. I am continually impressed with their dedication, their passion for public service, I'm continually impressed with how much they care about the community, and um, and I can also tell that Albany is a real library-supporting community. I mean, there are seven branches in this city of 99,000, and people are really, really, um, you know, clearly valuing the concept of of the public library. So I'm I'm thrilled to be here, and you know, only see great progress ahead. <laughs> Yeah, and you mentioned the number of branches. You weren't here back in 2010 when there other towns were cutting their library budgets, closing their libraries, and instead Albany was expanding with renovating libraries and even building a new Arbor Hill branch. It was a really exciting time and had me proud to be an Albanian. Yes, listeners, that's the word for people from Albany. Well, yeah, I mean, the branch improvement project was such a such a boon to the city and and really, you know, resulted in some award winning buildings as well and some really environmentally responsible structures, which is also an admirable outcome of that campaign. Now, you mentioned that there are seven branches, and I know that coming up on November 6th, the service hours at branches are changing. What's going on? Well, the service hours at Albany Public Library district-wide are actually staying the same, 59 hours a week across the whole district of seven branches. But we've had to make some key changes in support of our new strategic plan goals. So back in January, um, after some after lengthy you know, surveying and public meetings and staff meetings, the outcome was a, a new strategic plan for the library that had four goals. And two, among those goals are community engagement and workforce. Another goal is sustainability. Another goal is diversity, equity, inclusion, and access in the library. So in light of these goals, we had to look at what we could do with existing resources in order to improve the level of outreach in the community, the level of programming in the community, especially at times when people really want to attend programs. And the key time that people are available, especially with their kids as perhaps working parents and caregivers, is the weekend. So we started taking a hard look at traffic and uh, resources available at our various locations, what we could do to enhance regular programming and outreach activities on Saturdays. So the new hours, which don't go into effect until November 6th, really recognize that desire to offer regular, continuous programming on Saturday mornings and afternoons at our three largest locations. So what we're going to be doing 
is opening Washington Avenue, Pine Hills branch, and the Howe branch from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. That is an addition of hours at Pine Hills and Howe on the weekends on Saturdays. It is the same number of hours at Washington Avenue, which has been open from 10 to 5 on Saturdays for some time now. In order to improve the staffing levels on Saturdays at these three locations, we're going to be closing the Arbor Hill, West Hill, Bach, and Delaware branches on Saturdays only so that we can shift the staff from those locations and have them join the staff at the three largest locations. What this achieves is the kind of staffing level on the weekends when we traditionally have had extremely thin staffing will have enough so that we can offer story times, so that we can go to events in the city and table as a library, so that we can get new patrons. We want people to know about us. Our visitors have decreased by 50% since the pandemic, which is a striking number and may surprise a lot of folks out there, but our visitors have dropped precipitously since the pandemic. A lot of behaviors have changed. What we need to do is reach new audiences, and we're not going to do it by maintaining exactly what we've been doing since pre-pandemic days. So that's the idea. And you mentioned having new expanded programs and trying to attract new groups. As I was looking through the newsletter, I saw there's such a variety of programs going on. One of the things that struck me was all of the craft programs with sewing groups and knitting groups and stitching exchange, doing work uh, with refugees and immigrants working on sewing projects. There's HIV and hepatitis C testing. There's just so much stuff. How do you keep it all straight? (laughs) We do have a wonderful new online calendaring system. When you go to our website, it's much easier to find events at your branch. It's much easier to scroll through and figure out what's going to be best for you or your family. So I'm excited to promote that change. But we have an amazing staff, as I've said, and they are full of ideas about what to offer the community. We also have a lot of wonderful community partners. So a lot of the programs that you've just mentioned are made possible through those partnerships. And we're constantly looking for new partners for programs. So, you know, one of the programs we had recently was a partnership with the Radix Center where we did urban foraging. We've had a lot of success with these partner programs. I do just want to go back to the hours for a moment because I don't want folks to think that there won't be any availability of hours at Arbor Hill, West Hill, Bach, and Delaware on the weekends. Arbor Hill, West Hill, Bach, and Delaware will be open on Sundays from 1 to 5, and you can find all of the new hours information on our website. But anyway, I'm very proud of our programming schedule, and it's exciting to think of what more we will be able to do once we have an enhanced staffing level on weekends and We're also ramping up our our programs and partnerships department. So we're adding a couple of outreach and programming librarians to that department, which has until now been a department of one. So really excited about branching out into new directions, directions that support our diversity, equity, inclusion, and access goals and get us connected with new library users. Now, you've mentioned diversity, equity, and inclusion, and that brings us to another topic I wanted to be sure to talk with you about, and that is the people who oppose such things and the idea of banned books. The American Library Association declared October 1st through 7th Banned Book Week, but of course the challenges, as we all know from the news, go far beyond the one week. What's going on with banned books, and how is it affecting the libraries here in Albany, if at all? 
Thank you so much for asking about this incredibly important issue. We as a library uphold people's right to read, their freedom to read, to our diversity, equity, inclusion, and access goals. It is extremely important and actually vital to the the survival of a community that they be able to connect with the literature and with the materials here at the library to better understand themselves and each other. That's what we promote, sharing ideas. We promote understanding in the world. We promote people learning for themselves so that they can make the best decisions for themselves concerning private matters, concerning matters of identity, concerning all kinds of different elements of one's world. And so I'm really proud to say that the Board of Trustees of the Albany Public Library last year voted unanimously to join the American Library Association's Unite Against Book Bans initiative, which is a national initiative that draws together a coalition of libraries, bookstores, publishers, literacy organizations, all those who wish to uphold people's freedom to read and their right to read. And so I'm very proud that the board made that move. I am also happy to say that we have not come across challenges to materials here at Albany Public Library, at least not in recent memory. And I'm talking about the last 10 years. So it seems that Albany recognizes something that some other communities are, are struggling to recognize insofar as books and ideas not really being the threat in the world. The threats in the world are many, but they don't start with people being introduced to new ideas through books and materials. There's so much here to pick up on, but unfortunately, we're already over time. I do want to mention that the website has information on the new library hours, on the many programs, www.albanypubliclibrary, all one word, .org. And there you can find information on something I wanted to get into but didn't have time for, the Exquisite Corpse, C-O-R-P-S-E, Exhibit but it's not corpses, even though that would be great for Halloween. You'll have to look at the library website to find out about that. So Andrea Nikolai, the executive director of Albany Public Library, thank you so much for talking to Hudson Mohawk Magazine listeners. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.